Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org to find links to all of the stories I'm about to share. Let's go to our first piece of the week. Homophobia is stressful. A new study led by David Hubner found that exposure to homophobia among LGB folks was associated with stress-related symptoms, such as increased heart rate and blood pressure. The study matched LGB people with partners uh, who were going to interview and assess them, supposedly. Half of the interviewers um, displayed homophobic attitudes, and the other half did not. So basically, you had LGB people who were meeting people for the first time, um, and you know, half were, were exposed to someone who seemed LGBT-friendly, and half were exposed to someone who did not seem LGBT-friendly. And what they found was that the LGB people who... Uh, were paired with the apparently homophobic uh, interviewers, showed symptoms of stress, um, which seems to indicate the real-time effect of, of the stigma caused by experiencing homophobia. So definitely a very interesting study because, you know, there's a lot of kind of research that looks at um, potential associations between uh, homophobia or transphobia, biphobia, and uh, in stress or health conditions, but this one actually was able to do it in real time um, in, in, you know, see the direct impact uh, that it seemed to have when, when someone was exposed to homophobia. So definitely a really interesting piece. Next up, athletes come out. Gay City News reported on NFL player Carl Nassib becoming the first openly gay active player in professional football. In addition to marking a milestone in LGBT inclusion in sports, Nassib's announcement drew attention to LGBT youth mental health as he gave a $100,000 donation in support of that cause. In other sports news, Sports Illustrated reported that New Zealand weightlifter Laurel Hubbard would become the first transgender Olympian this summer after she qualified for her country's team. I think that's especially encouraging to see at a time when a lot of trans youth are getting targeted and not allowed to participate in, in school sports. Um, you know, these, these types of stories showing this inclusion uh, is really important. Our next story, LGBT folks in STEM. NIH published a report on the experiences of LGBT people in science and related fields, sometimes known as STEM in which various studies have shown higher levels of harassment and fewer career opportunities for LGBT individuals. A large portion of LGBT scientists are not fully out at work, which compounds the issue by lowering visibility. NIH recommended steps such as education, inclusive policies, and mentoring initiatives to make STEM fields more inclusive of LGBT employees. Now, obviously, that inclusion itself is important, that LGBT folks can have um, that type of opportunity. But also, uh, when we think about, you know, these being the the institutes, the entities, the companies that are making a lot of scientific and health-related breakthroughs, if we want all of that research to be LGBT-inclusive, then we need representation and out-representation among the workforce that's not afraid to speak up for the community um, that they are part of. So uh, I think that this is great to see covered. Um, Some concerning statistics here that the NIH raises, um, but also some good recommendations. Next up, 
VA to up trans care. The New York Times reported that the VA will explore how to offer gender-affirming surgery to trans veterans, ending an exclusion from such care that is currently part of its policies. There are an estimated 134,000 transgender veterans around the country, according to advocates, although the VA estimates that only uh, 4,000 would seek gender-affirming care if it was offered. Health experts now view such care as being medically necessary and offering many benefits for the health and well-being of trans individuals who desire it. Our next story looks at ACEs and smoking. Researchers led by Timothy Grigsby explored the link between adverse childhood events, also known as ACEs, and using cigarettes or e-cigarettes among LGBT youth. They found that students in general were more likely to use these tobacco products the more ACEs that they had reported. However, they also found that LGBT youth who had been exposed to ACEs had significantly higher cigarette use in the past month compared to their peers. So um, again, kind of as with our first story today where, you know, we looked at the effects of of homophobia and that causing stress, here we seem to see um, evidence that these traumatic experiences for LGBT um, youth are are causing uh, health-related problems later on, and that all of that, the stress and and, um, issues dealing with those adverse events, um, one of the outcomes of that may be a coping mechanism or or something else, uh, is this higher rate of smoking. And finally for this week, supporting LGBT refugees. Center for American Progress published a report on how to make the refugee resettlement program in the U.S. more LGBT inclusive. Their recommendations including collecting voluntary data so that the experiences of LGBT refugees can be better understood, as currently there's not much data available. Second, allowing unmarried LGBT folks to resettle together, especially important considering that, you know, in a lot of countries, um, same-sex marriage is still uh, either, you know, not legal or just uh, taboo. Um, And so there is likely a higher rate of these folks not being married and wanting to resettle together. And finally, invest in LGBT resettlement programs, given the unique needs and supports that LGBT refugees likely face. Well, that does it for another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that at blog.lgbthealthlink.org, you will find links to all of today's stories if you want to follow up. And don't forget to tune in next week for another edition of our podcast.